In the domain industry, Australia is a country that punches above its weight considering its size. I sit down with two of the top investors and brokers in that space to understand the unique culture, networking, and communication down there, discuss domain name values, uh, trends, and also a unique relationship and impending changes with the registry, registrar for um, .com.au and all the AU domains, what might be changing in the future. Enjoy the show. Media Options is the industry-leading domain broker specializing in domain acquisitions, high-value domain sales, and domain name consultation. As pioneers and thought leaders on the subject of the domain aftermarket and domain name value, plus through their clear domain acquisition service, Media Options offers startups and established corporations an unparalleled scope of high-value domain options, providing access to domain names and curation technologies not available elsewhere. Media Options believes in the power of a great domain name and is dedicated to helping you obtain yours. Call or email today to put a domain to work for you. FD was built by domain investors to increase your inquiries, sales, and profit. Forget spreadsheets and archived emails. Manage your entire investment portfolio in one place using a secure and completely confidential platform. Learn more at FT.com. That's E-F-T-Y. FT.com. Hey, Sherpa Network. Welcome to Domain Sherpa Down Under. I am super excited that Ed Keysmith and Rob, how do you pronounce your last name? Rob K? Hey. Yeah. Oh, just with an Aussie accent. K. That's it. All right. Um, I'm so excited the two of you woke up early just to do a Sherpa with me. Thank you. Um, so hey. I want to <laughs> do a quick intro to each of you. Um, Ed, owner of a digital agency online impact. You founded it 17 years ago when the internet was a baby. And um, basically in that you combine domains with developed websites and marketing. Also one of the first domain investor podcasts uh, that you've uh, developed, uh, ozdomainer.com, founded in 2007. And now you've transitioned to mylivelihood.com.au with your wife, Lois, yes? Correct. Um, I want to hear a lot more about that, but let's give uh, Rob a quick intro. So you, Rob, one of Australia's top domain brokers, you own and operate dbr.com.au. And then together, the two of you host and produce domainer.com.au, um, the domainer show. Yes? That is how, it. How long have you guys been doing that? A couple of years now. A couple of years. Okay. Do you a couple of years. Not consistently, let's be clear. <laughs> we, we can, well, what are we up to now? We've done nearly 30 shows or 25 shows. 20, 20 yeah, 23, something like that. Same. It was about 18 months ago that um, I bought domainer.com.au, the domain name and the, and the blog off Ned O'Meara, who, who, who created it a couple of years earlier and did an amazing job with it. Um, and literally the day I, I bought domainer.com.au, Ed rung my phone and said, we need to, to turn this into a video show to main a show as well. And I said, you know what, you're right. I'll meet you for a beer. And then we just started. Is that the yeah. first time you two met in person? No. No. Is that no, the first no. time At, you had a beer? No. Um, 
No. Oh no, the but first no, the first no 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 the second time wasn't the first time we had a beer. Actually, the first time we just had a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or something. So it was pretty. That's right. It was pretty tame. Um, and we but, talked about all, drums but, and, and music because we're both because we're both musos. Yeah. Oh really? Drums? Both of you are. Drummers? I'm a drummer. No, I'm a drummer. Oh, Rob's a bass, bass player. player, and so we're the we're the rhythm section. We 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 just organically get along because we're like bass and drums. Yeah. Uh-huh. Pretty wild, no? Yeah. How okay? Australia yeah. is just a mystery to me. I know you got your fancy Gold Coast, and I know that you say Perth. I can't even do it now. Um, Perth. Just but I know Perth. You, you don't say it right. Um, and, uh, <laughs> but where do you both live, and in relation to the country, and where do you live in relation to each other? Take it away, Rob. Okay. Um, whenever people think about Australia, I from my travels, um, of course, they've heard of Sydney, which is on the East Coast. Um, if you hop in a car in Sydney and drive west for four days, you will get to Perth, which is the complete other side, west coast of Australia. And that's where Ed and I live. Okay. And it's down south too? On the south? Yeah, for, further down yeah. the bottom of Western Australia. To, okay. to give perspective, to give perspective, Texas... Uh, would fit into Western Australia three and a half times. Whoa, and that's just Western Australia. Okay. That's just now, Western Australia. Jen Sale makes me jealous because she lives on an island and I've seen the pictures. And I thought she was kind of near where you just described within, but a little further southeast. I think she's on the East Coast. Like, isn't it Bribey Island or something? Um... Yeah, I think you're right. She's on. She's on the she's east coast. She's on the east coast, but we've got our own 15-kilometre island, um, only about 10 k's off Perth, called Rottnest Island. <laughs> if if we're if we're getting jealous of islands, you're having here. an island competition. I'm, All right. Yeah. Uh, the, the reason I'm laughing is because Rob owns rottnestisland.com.au. Oh, I do actually. That's where this was going. Ah, so that's, you're that's, like that's tiger that's why I'm on random small islands off the coast. Yeah, I, I think it. I'm banned from the island because they don't like that I own the uh, geo domain name of the island. But I'm kidding. But um, it is, <laughs> it is, it is famous for quokkas. So what? lots of lots of famous people go onto the island. They're like large rats. Well, rotnest is actually well, it's trans. It, it actually means rat. So rat's nest. That's where the, the name came from from Dutch. And they're, they're actually these cute little things, marsupials they called quokkas. They're beautiful, uh, yeah. And they're not big rats, Ed. They're small no, kangaroos. No, That's I've just been like. funny. <laughs> no, I wasn't selling it. I'm not mini doing the right kangaroos. PR. And they're the only place in, on, on earth that you can see these mini kangaroos. And whenever celebrities in, in the world fly to Perth, they go to Rottnest Island and they take a selfie with this little mini kangaroo. Oh, well, clearly I have not been paying enough attention because that sounds even cuter than like, a koala bear or something. It sounds adorable. Mm, They're pretty cute. No, not as, not cute. as cute anyway, as a koala bear. Not, as, not as cute. They okay. are cute though. Look up when you when you're on doing a search. Look up Roger Federer, the tennis player, Quokka, Rottnest Island, and he Crocker. Quokka. It's Q U O K K A. Oh my god! And do either of you own? Um, Quokka.com.au? No, I'm, no. I'm sure every day to acquire it. Oh, boy. 
it used to be a popular uh, newspaper, like a trading newspaper. Um, so I don't know whether that was the domain name that it resided on. Wow, so Ro Roger Federer started it all, I see. But I want to know about um, the Australian domain market. So first of yes. all, there's kind of a, we we were ahead of the curve because we scheduled this call before there are a bunch of really big sales lately. Um, mm -hmm. uh, first, quick overview. What are the top handful of sales that have happened pretty recently? Um, and about when did they happen? Um, okay, about six months ago, um, one of our friends who's, who, who, who's been on our domainer.com.au show, um, Sean McGowan, he, he paid 400,000 Australian dollars for money.com.au. Um, we'd have to do the maths on how much that, that works out to in US 260, dollars. 260 odd thousand US. Great, Ed, if you can please keep doing this uh, while yeah, I yeah. Is yeah. And, and And it wasn't six months ago, just saying it was a bit longer than that. It was like oh, was it? Towards, towards the end of 2018. Okay, so let's just say that's relatively recent, but real recent ones. Um, <laughs> it, it, actually, about six months ago, pay.com.au, P-A-Y, yeah. that sold for 168,000 Australian. Um, about 100,000 100, US, roughly. Don't look, people watching this, don't quote us on the, you know, obviously, the, we, we, we're spitballing the, uh, the number here for, for conversion yeah. rates. Well, they can quote us because these are facts. <laughs> not, not if they're coming out of their mouth. I mean, approximations, Rob. I'll just mention three more. Um, Broker.com.au sold for 100,000 Australian. Sleep.com.au sold for 100,000. That was in the last couple of months. Um, Lifeinsurance.com.au sold for 100,000. That was in the last couple of months, Australian dollars. Yeah. So the .com.au CCTLD um, for premium um, one or two word domain names is, is quite up there. They're holding their value. Yeah. But we, we punch above our weight, I believe, in terms of uh, the, the value of the name, considering the size of the country is only 24, 25 million people. Um, True. The actual ratio of what we, what we get for our names because we're very highly internet advanced into not advanced. That's not what, not, not the word we know we're, we've been going as long as uh, the U S has in terms of established internet, um, business commerce. So it's not like we're in a, you know, we're a, a new country to the internet. We've been around for the whole time. So, so. No, I feel like there are certain countries that are very <laughs> active in the domain market and Australia is, has always been one of them. And, um, but you also have your, I mean, you participate in the global market, but you also have your very specific own market. Um, and, um, that's just really, really interesting the, the way that it's been developing, especially of late. Um, so what else is going on in this market? Are there, uh, you mentioned that there have been some pretty decent private sales as well, while I expect that what you mean by private is private. Um, what can you tell us about the dollar amounts, the trends, the um, keyword versus brandable? What are you seeing in these private um, sales, the, the higher dollar private sales? You, you go, Rob. Rob. Okay. Um, the, the premium 
one what i call premium in, in australia.com.au land is um you know th these one word dictionary word domain names kind of like in every other um tld um so i'm finding that i mean one of our friends luke sold link.com.au for 66,000 a couple of months ago um that was a private sale but he he publicly you know Sure. told everyone about that price um i've just i own 1700 domain names myself they're all .com.au um i think that's actually a bit too 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 much um i think i'd, I'd i want to kind of get that down to um 800 domain names and i don't just have those domain names as a domain investor but also as an entrepreneur because i do i I run about nine businesses at a time and I like to, which is <laughs> people around me know I don't have much time because I'm a bit silly like that, but um, I take on, I bite off a bit more than I can chew sometimes, but it's almost like strands of spaghetti. The way I treat businesses, <laughs> I throw them against the wall and see which, which couple stick and, and okay. sell a couple off and start a, a few new ones. Um, so I, I like to have domain names on the boil, ready to use for a new business idea I come up with. Hmm. Um, Very smart. So do, um, do you think that, or I mean, are most of your transactions done via brokers or are they usually done through a marketplace, um, through your marketplace? Um, where are .com.au domains primarily bought and sold? With .com.au domain names, um, the who is, um, displays the registrant's email address. So it's, it's actually, you're not, we don't have privacy settings in Australia for our CCTLD. So you actually have to display your email address um, and it has to be the correct email address when you own an Australian domain name. So it's actually, it's quite easy to reach out to the, to the owner and, and ask them if they'd like to sell their domain name um, in that way. Um, we can't, I mean, we've tried to have some marketplaces, but f since the year 2000, so for, for 20 years, we've actually had a clause in our policy that said you are, it literally, you can quote me on this, it says you are not allowed to buy a .com.au domain name for the sole purpose of resale. Hmm. So it's literally, the, the policy is stated, you're not allowed to buy a domain name to sell it. But I mean, there's, there's ways around that and you're, you're allowed to sell it, but you're not allowed to sell it to buy it for the sole purpose of reselling it. Um, but at, actually at this moment in time, there's new policy rules finally coming in for um, .com.au where that sentence is, is finally being deleted from policy. So for the first time in history for Australian CCTLDs, um, we're, able, we're going to be able to park a domain name and literally put for sale on it. We haven't been able to do that before. Oh, that's fascinating. I did not realize that. I wanted to ask about the process for registering .com.au, um, but I had no idea there was that much more to it. So what is the process to register .com.au? You just need to supply an Australian address or what? It's more complicated. You have to have you have you have to have an ABN number or a trademark, pretty much. And what is so an ABN, ABN number is an Australian business number. 
So that's why, that's, I guess that's why we, we have been able to hold some decent value behind our domain names because Australians trust the .com.au domain name because they believe it to be an Australian brand that owns it. Because not, not just anyone can just randomly, like if you literally go to one of the mainstream guys like GoDaddy and try and register Australian domain name, it'll, they'll ask you for your ABN. And if, if you don't have one or if you put in a fake one, it, it just, they'll buy the name and it gets deleted a couple of weeks later. Um, so you have to be a legitimate business. Um, the way that international companies have been able to buy, including American companies and Australian domain name, is by um, paying an Australian lawyer $1,000 to start a trademark application. And in the past, um, international companies have been able to just, as long as you start a trademark application, even before it's approved, that has allowed you to buy a .com.au domain name. Um, oh. But these new rules, it looks like that loophole's gonna kind of be closed and you, you're gonna have to have a legitimate trademark, not just be applying for one um, pretty soon. Interesting. And um, so in, um, how did this get decided? Um, do domain investors have any relationship um, or input in these types of decisions? at the registry level? Um, I'd like to say we do. Um, unfortunately, our governing organisation, which is not the Australian government, it, it's endorsed by the Australian government. They're called AUDA, which is Australian Domain Administration, auda.org.au. Unfortunately, they, even I guess to this day, have been quite against domain investors and and against companies owning a number of domain names, really, to tell you the truth. Um, we've reached out to them a number of times as domain investors um, and we've tried to, to let them, uh, to get them to see why it's important for companies and entrepreneurs to own a number of domain names. I mean, two years ago, Outer created this organization called the PRP, which was the policy review panel to review the policies of owning Australian domain names. And um, a lot of us, a lot of domain investors kind of thought it was a little bit um, unfair in the way they were looking at this, these policy changes. And they were trying to bring in this clause that says, if you own us more than, you know, a number of domain names, say, say they came up with a figure of 10, then you're a, you're a domain warehouser, um, a lot of these negative terms. Um, so the domaining community, including a lot of people um, affiliated with domainer.com.au, a lot of our regular readers, we, we all did band together and um, you know put our votes in legitimately to try and go against a lot of this stuff. And I think we actually ran some email campaigns, some public service announcement campaigns and reached out to thousands of people. And um, I think we were quite, successful in stopping some of the more hardline um, negative mm. policy changes coming in. And these, in this moment in time, new policy and licensing rules are literally, they're, they're, they're a few minutes away from coming in, like a month or two. And, and mostly they're actually, it's a positive change for, for domain investors coming. 
that's good that it's mostly yep. positive. I mean, take what you can get, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, as we're talking about .com.au, what about, um, what, all your options are what? .org.au and .net.au? Or don't you have yep. a third one? Okay. Um, go, you're already there, ready to there, answer. Yeah, the, yeah there, is, there is a third one. There's a .asn.au association. Okay. Others, but really, most people in Australia can really only get the .com.au or the .net.au. You've got to be a registered organisation to qualify to get the .org.au. Unlike the .org, uh, where anyone can get it, you actually have to have a legitimate organisation, uh, not-for-profit type association sort of oh. thing. So there are restrictions to that. So most people, if they're registering a uh, um, an Australian domain, it's a .com.au or a .net.au. Um, and look, yeah. it's very similar. It's a sort of like .net.au is the poor cousin to the .com.au. Um, half the time, if you've got it, people are going to forget and type in .com.au. I think everything that you guys talk about and look, I invest in .coms and .nets and a whole host of other extensions as well, not just the .com.au. And the, the, everything that translates in the, the .com world translates to us in a smaller way with a few added rules, um, which I think are in a lot of ways beneficial. But it's very, it's a very, yeah, it's a very similar landscape. Um, keyword terms are, you know, we base the keyword terms on uh, looking at stuff like uh, you know, Google, Google searches and everything that's done to sort of qualify a .com we would do for a .com.au. And, and the thing that we have to always really impress upon people is that um, we, Absolutely agree. Rob and I have no arguments that .com is king in the global sense of the word, but not in Australia. .com.au is king beyond imagination compared to .com. I mean, you'll see .coms, but in Australia, um, you'll see .com occasionally, uh, and typically it's international companies that are running that uh, as an extension or any other company that can get it. Like I've got uh, my online impact, I've got .com and .com.au because I do international business as well. So it's always common sense. If you can do international work, you need to have the .com because uh, .com.au is not really recognized or easy outside to rank outside of Australia. So um, say, uh, I know in Canada, if even an outside entity is going to sell something, let's say, I'll just make it easy, Reader's Digest, right? Reader's Digest has to produce a different periodical for Canada because it's required to have something like 35% of the content be supplied wow. by Canadian writers or else they have to pay an exorbitant tax, right? Like the same flip-flops that I can buy at the dollar store, my aunt in Canada could buy for you know, $40, $45, the same like super cheap Chinese flip-flops, but a nice quality Canadian flip-flop she can get for a reasonable price in between just because of the way they tax and want to encourage that is, is, so what I'm asking is why is .com.au so um, popular? Is it because the products and services from an Australian company are um, priced differently or is it because of the community mentality of Australia or is it because um, 
it means you can get that product or service there and you're sick of .com where it's coming from somewhere else and you can't even get it or you can't get it delivered or something. I, 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 would, I would say it's a combination because um, a, lo a lot of products and services that are based on a .com.au address, quite often they are Australian companies with Australian products servicing the Australian marketplace. Um, but we don't have those sort of restrictions that I'm aware of that Canada does. No. I mean, we can import anything we want from China and sell it on the .com.au or we can, yeah, I haven't heard of any of that. That sounds like a pretty tough restriction, but it's, I can see what they're doing, why Canada would do it. It's sort of. I mean, they've been doing it since I was a little kid. So, and yeah, yeah. if you were doing it, you'd know. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, we, yeah. We don't yeah, do it. We, we don't do that. No, not, not that I'm aware of for sure. It's so, actually not a bad idea, but somehow organically we're doing that because um, if we look at the literally the the data there's there's something like 3.3 million australian ctld domain names registered out of that roughly 3.3 million 88 percent of them are .com.au so it's as as ed was saying before it's it's nearly 90 percent of australian businesses have a .com.au um wow yeah so it's it is the dominant thing here and the you, it, it'll only be i don't i'm just pulling this figure out of the air but i'd only say it's five to ten percent of australian businesses that are using a dot com to represent their business online it's unless they're international yeah. like ed's saying but if you're an australian business i don't need a dot com because I, i'm not looking for american or english or chinese customers i'm just i'm if i'm local I'm and somehow yep. we managed to, to do that at the start. Like if we, if we really want to go back in Australian domain name history, there's one guy called Robert Ells, E-L-Z. -E um, he was at Melbourne IT, um, Melbourne University, Melbourne, Melbourne IT, the, the company where, where it started, where he, he's the guy in like 1995 when he rang up America and said, hello, can we please have the internet in Australia? And um, at that time, because there was .com, he, he said, well, it was literally one guy and he um, at Melbourne Uni and he, he said, okay, they've got .com, we'll have .com.au. At that moment in time, if he had decided single-handedly we should have .au, that's how it would have been. So he kind of created that from that moment forward. That's super cool. And I just looked him up real quick. Then he did the same for Thailand later on. No kidding. Mm, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. And that's a good segue. That's a, that's a good segue talking about .au, Rob, because that's the other big question is when are we getting uh, just the .au for getting, getting rid of the .com? And that's um, what we classify as direct registration. So, uh, and that's in the works too, and probably isn't too far away, but it's been talked about for years and years and years, but it's no, it's no different to the .uk for the, you know, to go along with the .co.uk or .nz to go along with .co.nz for New Zealand. There's mixed opinions about whether it's, yeah, it's, it's up, it's up in the air about um, how it's going to go and actually if it's going to come off, I think it's, I think it's a, a given that it's going to go ahead. What do you yeah, if we look at if we look at the Netherlands, for example, .nl, um, they 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 start straight away started with .nl as their CCTLD. They they didn't have .com.nl, um, 
And recently when I was looking at that, correct me if I'm wrong, um, their population is, I think, a little bit under Australia's, but they have 1.7 million .nls registered. Um, yeah, so, so as, as Ed's saying, um, we're about to have .au come in, but as we've seen in .nz for New Zealand and .uk, those markets didn't really take off and we're expecting ours won't really take off either when .direct.au comes out. Yeah, so um, it seems to me in my experience that primarily the only countries that did this dot something, dot com, dot con country TLD, CCTLD, or dot org, dot, or whatever, it seems like there, there it was a handful of countries um, with a history of British, I don't know what to say. Um, Commonwealth connection? Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, so like mm. Canada didn't do it, but... Um, yeah. A lot, you know, a lot of those countries did it. And so yeah. um, when the UK, um, they didn't transition, but they added just plain old .uk, the way yeah. that it, now that was a long time ago, like yeah. 10 plus years ago, 10-ish, right about 10? Can't remember. Yeah, I think, so. I think it, yeah. it may have been less, but okay, it, it didn't work. Yeah, well, but the way that they rolled it out, I thought was smart that it was like, if you already have the com dot or the org dot, then you have a total preference uh, mm -hmm. of some way um, for to preserve that. And I don't think that they ratchet yeah, like the first rights. Yeah, like you had a two year window. You had it a two year a window when it was window. released. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. right. And, and whoever owns the .co.uk had first rights to the direct.uk. Correct. See, we, as domain investors, we, we rallied to try and, that makes sense, right? Especially when 80%, 88% of our, of our .com.au, CCTRD is, is .com.au, no other extension. So we said, you know, it makes sense for the .com.au holder to have first rights for their direct.au. That actually got rejected, and um, for some reason, when .au comes out, whoever owns the .com.au, the .net.au, the .id.au, the .org.au, they're all going to have equal rights to the .au. And so at the moment, the policy rules state that um, all of those domain name holders can fight amongst themselves about who gets it, okay. which is going to be quite messy, hmm. I think. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to like some sort of bidding process or, or tokens like you. Uh, it's, it's, it's not as simplistic as I think it should be in terms of just how it was done with the .co.uk. I don't know how New Zealand did theirs, but the, I think the end of the, the point is, um, it's a, my opinion, is just a money-making process for registrars you know so i just <laughs> i think i mean off the cuff, no it sounds good shorter is better and what is this extra thing in the middle for anyway it seems like a waste but it's already established yeah. we have a use case certainly with the uk i don't know much about the nz one either um but with the uk you have a use case there that it wasn't really adopted however twitter wasn't a big deal 10 years ago now everything's about being even shorter not just for um, the ability to remember the domain, but also to share it, to post socially, the shorter it is. 
the batter. Yeah, yeah. Um, True. And, and me and Ed don't have a, well, Ed and I don't have a crystal ball on picking, picking up my own grammar. Um, <laughs> in 10 years, we may look silly um, and .au may be king in Australia. Um, but for now, I think it's just important. How it's implemented is very important. And I don't, I don't think it's going to be implemented correctly. Hmm. Does, Time the, will tell. does the ICA, the Internet um, Commerce Association, do they um, participate at all or have any voice with, um, I forget how you say it in your, between your accents. Um, Auda. A-U-D-A. Auda. Auda. Yes. Is it, who's the, is it Matt? Who's, what's the name? No, who's the gentleman from, yeah, from the Internet Commerce Association? Who's the head? guy that runs it. Nat Cohen is pretty active. Um, okay. And, uh, an attorney and Camila uh, Sikowitz. It would have been, it would have been that. Uh, and I apologize if, if I uh, forgot your name there. Um, Cause he wrote a very, very good letter going back sort of 18 months ago when we were going through a lot of the turmoils of outer and some of the, the proposed policies are going to put in place. And he wrote yeah. a very long, very, very, thorough letter explaining how bad an idea that was going to be uh, and and put it to outer uh, and i think yeah. that had some weight as well we've got a copy of it somewhere but it, yeah i just was... hopped on um to domainer.com.au ed and i just typed in the search box internet commerce and it yeah. came up um cool. yeah the internet commerce association wrote a very well informed submission um about a year ago which i think did help with um shape some of these new policy changes so yeah ICA did, they're a, did a, a great phenomenal, job phenomenal resource yeah. yeah they are and Nat Cohen is a brilliant not only attorney but a businessman a um, probably negotiator but that's not the word I'm looking for he's just really good at not even getting into a negotiation um, mm. just sharing the wealth of his perspective and as a gift and it um, is incorporated because it has so much authority behind it. Um, so that's really, really cool that, um, that the ICA is behind uh, that for you guys too. Hey, um, how is COVID impacting y'all? Mm, we're question. living the good dream question. really in, in terms of not being affected by it. We're, we're quite lucky um, actually. Um, uh, the rest of Australia kind of seems us, sees us as um, an island within an island because somehow we, I, I guess our, our premier closed the borders pretty quickly. And so we isolated ourselves. Um, so we've been lucky in that regard. That's wonderful. We, we, and what about... Put it in, go ahead. Sorry, Tess, we've we got this delay happening. To put it in perspective, and don't quote me on these exact numbers, um, we had about 690 people infected. This is in a population of just under 2 million in Western Australia. And we had nine deaths and we don't have any active cases and haven't had any for, for months from, from my knowledge. Um, and nine deaths is too many in my book. And, yeah. and the, uh, the other side of the country has had it a lot worse, particularly in Victoria where that's where the uh, Melbourne is the capital city there. 
and they've had a big resurgence recently and they're in total lockdown at the moment. And it's like the complete polar opposite to Western Australia. Um, and we, we have an advantage. We, we are known, Perth is the most isolated capital city in the world. That, yeah, that's a fact. Factually, it's, a, it's the furthest away from its closest neighbour. Yeah. So, um, so we, that's an advantage and a disadvantage. One of the advantages is, of course, we, we have the border restrictions. It's very easy to control. Well, not easy to control, but we, we're not, we don't have that many people just turning up on our doorstep. And um, uh, the, the, of course, the disadvantage is we're so far away from everybody. Like, if we, well, NamesCon just happened. We can talk about that as well because I was on NamesCon online, uh, which I think was fantastic. But, um, you know, Rob's been to the physical NamesCons um, and it's a bloody long way away. You know, it's like a 24-hour journey to get there. Uh, and so you, then you, you're dealing with jet lag and all that sort of stuff. So that's one of the disadvantages. But we also have the most sunshine um, per year out of any uh, state or city in even Queensland. Um, so right. it's like our winters are a bit like a lot of countries summers. <laughs> so we don't have a lot of, we don't have a lot of rain. We have enough rain, but we, you know, water is a precious thing in, in Australia and in Western Australia in particular. So, um, you know, so we've got to take the good with the bad, but we wouldn't live anywhere else. It's like, I've been all over the world, lots of places. And so is Rob and, um, but that's just our preference. Not, you know, there's so many other beautiful places in the world that we've been to. Sure. Um, but so, but that's just Perth. And come on down. Come on. You can down. tell that we love where we live. We can't help it. No, it sounds it's so not. beautiful. I have never been to Australia. I would love to come. I also am in the Valley of the Sun uh, in Phoenix, yes. Arizona. Um, yes. And we we had the hottest winter. I mean, summer ever <laughs> recorded. This, oh, wow. I mean, yeah. it was just so hard with COVID going on and on mm. and, and it wasn't managed well here. So we had to re-lock down a second time. Oh, wow. And then, yeah. but, I mean, the first time it was pretty easy because I just, I could go on hikes. I could go outside. The kids could yeah. too. But I mean, when it's 120 degrees out, our, I don't, I don't know Celsius. I'm sorry. Um, but that's about 45, know, you guys 46 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's 45, 46. Yeah. We had six weeks where the low, which is like 2 AM never got under 90 degrees. Wow. Um, yeah. That's like, it was suffocating and I've never, I've never complained. I mean, I've been here 19 years. I've never complained. Um, this mm. was rough and the weather turned wow. just a few days ago. It just, boom, oh, wow. I'm super grateful. Yeah. But, um, so I'm sure you know out here in the US and most of the world, a lot of companies are really either having to turn online for the first time or really yeah. increasing their um, presence online or their competition levels online. Um, is that happening in Australia as well? How's Same. the domain market be shifting because of this? Um. I've seen an uptick. Uh, everyone I've talked sure, to has yeah. seen, seen, seen an uptick. Um, there's, there's been an interesting, um, and, and this is a, one of the unfortunate, fortunate sides of it as well that I've been seeing and, and talking with a lot of, we, we have two main uh, companies in Australia, for those who don't know, who participate and run the drop catches. Uh, and that is drop.com.au and Netfleet. 
N-E-T-F-L-E-E-T, netfleet.com.au. They're, they're the two primary uh, drop catching companies in Australia for expired domains, just dealing with the .com.au or .net.au or any other extension in our space. And um, chatting with a lot of those guys, they've had a big uh, uptake on of, of names letting being let go. So this, this is my theory, and this is just a, my theory. I might, I might be wrong. But I think what's happening, happening is a lot of domains are coming back into the, the marketplace because a, uh, a lot of companies are suffering and they're having to lay off staff. So what is typically happening is the person who has gone and registered that domain name, they've used a particular email address like jane at whatever.com.au. They go and register that domain and then all of a sudden that person is let go because companies are downsizing. That email gets taken off the list. The registration renewals go through to that email address for reminders. Uh, their credit cards don't get updated with the registries and the domains come back into the system. Um, so I, th I think that's been an, a, an additional increase in some of the quality names we've had dropping because i'm seeing a lot of names come in and going these are good these are good it's yeah, been yeah. a very very active drop um that literally happened like two months ago ed with life insurance yes. .com.au, the biggest yes. insurance company in australia they're called i select they accidentally lost that name let it go onto the drops mm. yep. <laughs> and it sounds to me because .com.au is owned and operated by companies only doing business in Australia. Um, now, you're certainly a large country, large GDP, all that, but um, it's more likely that it's going to be run it's like a medium to small sized business than a large global corporation that's going to have yeah. DNS at the domain name and uh, as an email address and yeah. you know domain manager at google.com right yeah. mm -hmm. um but it sounds like it's less likely and then if it's not the trademarked domain but just something for their business like life insurance.com yep. anybody can yep. come yep. on and buy it yeah yep. that's right that's gonna have some serious fallout um, yeah but, yeah we're, we're, we're seeing it and i've been picking up quite a few uh, Three-letter.com.au in the drops. Rob's been picking up some great names. Um, well, I just picked up a couple yesterday. These aren't; uh, these weren't in the drops, but they had expired. They had been registered, but they dropped at some stage. And um, ironically, uh, you guys at Name Options, sorry, Media Options. My apologies, MediaOptions.com. Uh, you have um, Memorize.com for sale. If you look it up on your system test, you'll see. Memorize.com. Okay. You, I'm yeah, it up so right you, now. you have a look and you tell me how much it's listed for sale for. Uh, we don't usually put prices on. We usually just say contact oh. us. Oh, no, it's but definitely on there. No, then, then holler. <laughs> you've, got, you've, got, you've got a lot of prices on your website that I've seen recently. Uh, it yeah, so memorize.com definitely is not media options owned. It looks like maybe one of our. Um, okay, so but so it's a client um, name listed for sale okay. on media options. All right, yeah. we have it on here listed. Yep. Yeah, so you've got it listed there for two hundred and fifty k. Yep. Yeah. Well, I just registered the well, and and no offense to Americans, but the correct 
uh, UK spelling with, a, with an S instead of a Z. So monetized with an S, but I also got the US spelling, which is with the Z. Um, I hand registered both of those yesterday for $10 each. Memorize. memorize for $10 each. And were those, I assume, um, drops? They, were they, like, well, they weren't, they were, they weren't they drops. Were, they, like, I didn't get them in the drop system, but they had expired. They had been registered for several years each before. Uh, went, felt, a lot of stuff falls through the cracks. As everybody knows, sometimes you pick up names like this. And um, so, so to no, me, that's a... you got that, Ed. That's crazy. So the, and, but the thing is, I covered my bases with both spellings because a lot of people right. in Australia spell things the US way just because it's so prolific in, in writing and content and social media. They see the Z, so they don't spell it the, uh, the, 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 the British way. Sure. And I don't have a problem with either. It's like it's either or, whatever it is. Um, I think you but, got very lucky, Ed. Um, because, yeah, I mean... That's me. Last week, I bought Pump, P-U-M-P, like, you know, pumping iron, Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, pump.com.au. I paid five grand for that. That was on the drops. So oh, I a lot love of that. I love that name, right? I'm going to build a business out of that. I, I mean, that could be a crypto business, like pump, pump crypto. It could be fitness, a gym. Um, that's why I paid five grand for it. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I'm going to make a business out of it one day. Um, but a lot of these names even on the drops are still, we're still paying five or 10 grand for them, even at drop prices. Of course, yeah. I don't want to sell that name, but if someone offered me $50,000 to sell and pump, I'm not going to sell it because I, no. I want to make a business out of it. But so, it's for, so for you, Ed, to get a name for 10 bucks, like that means you're doing your homework. Like you must be on there every day, which is, which is great. Uh, yeah, I have, yeah. I have a question. So I'm assuming that those domains had previously been registered. They went through just, so for, for a .com or most TLDs, um, a domain is registered, somebody doesn't renew it, it goes through an expiration process. Typically yep. that registrar has um, some type of auction relationship, whether it's their own auction, like auctions.godaddy.com, or it's a partner or differently branded auction like namejet.com, right? Um, and if no one buys it on those expired options, then it goes back to the registry. They hold it for a, a time period, typically 30 days, I believe. Yeah. And then anybody can buy it all new. And that's often called a drop when it's totally a brand uh, new, it's dropped back yep. to availability. So are you saying that those two domains nobody noticed them on the expired or do some domains not go through that process in Australia? Oh no, they, they all go, they all go through it as far as I'm aware. Um, they do. But this happens, this happens a lot because there's thousands a day dropping and it's just like anything, things fall through the cracks. Some people see it. Some people don't see the value in it. Like, you know, it could I, be a Sunday. Huh. Could be a Sunday. These these things happen see, all the time. Because we we drop fifteen hundred to two thousand dot com dot au domain names every day, seven days a week. So I do find that I pay less on a Sunday because there's mm -hmm. less people watching. No. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely that weekends are better. I've picked up some of my best names in the drops on the weekends because. The, the, there's a lot of people who, are, who work for, for companies and businesses that are picking up these names and they're not working on Saturdays and Sundays. Wait, so so in Australia, sorry, Tess, it happens 
at 11 o'clock and or hang on at one o'clock Melbourne and Sydney time and at 1.30 in the afternoon Melbourne and Sydney time every day seven days a week 365 days a year oh my gosh and are you saying so most people buying an expired domain on a dot com are not buying on behalf of their a company they work for most people buying an expired domain name are domain investors um it doesn't sound like that's the case in australia or am i misunderstanding no no i, no, I would say oh. still a high percentage i think it's both there's a high there's a high percentage who are buying uh who are dom their domain own industry investors. yeah they may be part of a, a, a larger business so that does it because there's quite a few big companies just like in the US that has hundreds of thousands of names in their portfolios so um, but often those guys they're not necessarily looking at the drops on on the weekends this isn't a hard and fast rule test just to be clear this is just uh, this is just our perception of what's been happening and um, but I, beg your I love it when you say yeah. that I love it when Ed says that because every time we're on the Domainer show Ed normally says, don't listen to what Rob and I say. We don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> Just look, it's, there are so many things. And look, I, I love, here's why I love watching Domain Sherpa, because I love watching Tess herd cats. Because normally she's got people like Drew Rosner and, uh, and Shane and, um, all these other guys who come on regularly and she's trying to herd these guys. Come on, stop, <laughs> stop smoking your joint, Drew. So you're trying to get all these guys together. So all I'm saying is, yeah, yeah, we love them. That was for Drew, not the joint. But I made a, for everyone yeah. listening, I made a little heart, but then I feel like I should qualify. That was for Drew, not the joint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and Drew, I hope you're enjoying your sardines today, mate. Um, <laughs> that's, that's all right. That's a little in, in story from, uh, from a, uh, Nice we have, we need a whole yeah. sardine loving domainers network. I'm in, we, Drew's we, in, Ed's in. We do. Rob, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. Rob, Rob is saying that just because it's a little caveat because I'm always a believer is do your research. Don't go out. And I have these conversations with clients, friends, people, when we start, start talking about domain names and you tell them some of these stories and their eyes light up with dollar signs. Oh my God. No, no, no. And I say, whatever you do, do not, in, under any circumstances, run out and buy a whole stack of domain names because nine times out of 10, they're all just going to be crap. You're going to come back to me and say, Ed, I've got all these names. And I'm going to look at them and go, well, first of all, you've got three hyphens. And you know, all these, <laughs> this happens all the time. And sometimes people listen to me, sometimes they don't. But buyer beware, you've got to do your research. You've got to know your market. Like we know the Australian market very, very, very well. And I know the international market pretty well because I play in that space as well. But it's like, you've got to do your research. And um, that's why things like NamesCon are fantastic. Yeah, I want Another to hear segue. about your takeaways. But first, I want to know about, um, on the, in the Australian market, brandables versus exact match domains. Um, I don't hear a lot about brandables in the Australian market. Is that just because I don't hear a lot about the Australian market? because I'm in the US or is that for another reason? I would say yes to, to that Tess. Uh, I think it's my opinion again is it's just basically the same layout as uh, international domain sales. There's a lot of companies in Australia that run off uh, brandables 
like like the mattress companies are a classic one. What's the one that just sold? Is it Duck? Duck.com.au was that one that happened just recently, Rob? That was no. They bought sleep.com.au. Oh, sleep sleep.com.au. So that's, I mean, that's a great. And koala.com.au. That's a mattress company. Yeah, yeah, koala. So that koala. Well, let's use that. We use we use the koala one as a classic example because that um, it's a generic term. It's the name of an animal in Australia. Um, So you could use it to have something about koalas. Or you can set up a mattress company, or you can set up a a bedding, or like, well, I don't know any other type of company that you you want to brand with the name Koala. Yeah, we so just we wrote do the about same. that on domainer.com.au. Um, mm. Yeah, so I think it's pretty much the same. I think it's I don't think there's a lot of variation in in that to how things operate in the .dot com space. Um, yeah, yeah. The koala.com.au brand is now valued at $500 million, according to the Australian Financial Review. And they started out just selling mattresses and they, they had their domain name koalamattress.com.au a couple of years ago. Then they rebranded to koala.com.au and now they're $500 million mattress company. Okay. They own the .com as well, to be clear. Um, they do they own, own koala.com as well. They, yeah, they own both. Which is a fantastic thing if you can do that. If like if you can cover your bases, that's great to own the dot com. And th- and again, it's a question: is if you're branding a, a company, is it purely for local market? You have no intention of going international, because if you're going down the international path, you've got to have both. You've got to cover your bases yeah. in Australia. Well, see, you, they're you, an Australian mattress company, and oh, yep. now they're going international, which is why they bought koala dot com. Yep. Huh. Okay. Now, um, uh, what about your valuation process? Um, so say, you know, name bio, I looked at the recent, uh, com.au sales for the last year, and I think they had 11 results, which call me crazy. Yeah. I'm guessing a lot more than 11, do- uh, domains were sold. Right. Um, but I also looked at where they're pulling from. So they are pulling from dnc.com.au. Um, and drop.com.au to some level, but, oh, and Netfleet, you guys mentioned, um, yeah. but mostly it's like CEDO, uni, you know, whatever. Do either, so where do you guys get your comparable sales and how are valuations developed down under? Uh, the, the, the most reliable, to, to toot our own trumpet, the most reliable recent sales are available on the front page of domainer.com.au. Um, honestly, uh, SDBot, NameBio, all those, all those places are, are great for like .com <clears throat> um, sales, but there's nowhere that, that we trust for .com.au. And maybe it's, it's a small market for, those, for all those guys. So they don't, they don't yeah. seem to to bother to, to update it. I mean, we, we do, we, Ed and I do it ourselves. Like we, we, people phone us up, like our, our, our friend Luke phoned us up the moment he sold link.com.au for 66 grand. He go, I just sold link.com.au for 66 grand. And so we had him on the show and we put his um, sale on our, on our site. You won't find that sale recorded anywhere else on the internet. It's on name bio. Um, it is on name by that one. Yeah, well, he must yeah it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, they get it from. That's the thing. They're picking it up from where we're putting it on. Okay. So, but I think because it's a smaller market, and I understand. There's look. There's 
there's too much time and energy that you need to spend just in the .com.au market. And if that's where you're playing, then of course you're not going to worry about the .com.au. It's not, you know, um, it's not a, it's not a place. If you're not going to have any names registered there and you're not doing any business here, then why would you bother wasting your time looking it up? I think that's what it really comes down to is it's in terms of importance for the international market. We just don't, we don't really register on a lot of people's um, radar, which is fine with me. Like for an Australian domain investor, what they need to do is just be active on the markets on the expired in particular and see what's going on. And it Mm -hmm. sounds like pretty much all of the, um, I just feel like you guys have a really special network down there where you really communicate with each other and you actually even talk on the phone and sometimes get together. Yeah, we do. All the time. Like people in Phoenix don't do that. (laughs) I guess Um, we have to because no one else is talking about us. So we we have to talk about ourselves. Um, I mean, there'd be 50 to 100 of us in Australia that I, that I would class as domain investors that, you know, buy domain, buy and sell domain names every week. But if we want to get technical, um, we wrote an article, um, when was it? About a year ago. I think I've got it up here. On domainer.com.au. Send me the link. I'll put it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll send you the link. But it basically says that 64,000 people or businesses in Australia own more than 10 domain names, .com.au domain names. And as far as I'm concerned, that means they're domain investors. If you're owning 10 or more domain names, you're investing in domain names. So if we look at that data, there's 64,000 Australians that are kind of domain investors. Interesting. Yeah, I got the link here. All right, I'll put that up. That sounds interesting. And I see what you're saying, how, how you're qualifying. That's, that's pretty reasonable. Um, so how do you decide on evaluation? Say a company comes, so either you have a marketplace where you list your domains for sale and well, we don't really have a marketplace. No, we don't, we don't have a marketplace per se. We don't have uh, somewhere where they're just listed for sale. I mean, you can see .com.au for sale on Afternick and on Flipper and on eBay, but it's not really the way it works. It's um, like I said, if you look up the who is for anyone who owns a .com.au domain name, their email address is right there and it has to be correct um, according to policy. So there there are so many sales where someone's emailing the owner and then they're selling them All the name the and no one hears about. I mean, I'd say that's 80% of the sales. 80, 80%. We're, we're complete flip in that regard, Rob, I would say, to dot .com. Yeah. Because a lot of the dot .coms, they've got privacy uh, turned on for who is. So yeah. you've got to go through the either the aftermarket, you've got to go through Dan or FD or Cedo, whoever, yep. uh, to get the name. And you don't even know who the owner of the name is. Whereas we can reach out. And Rob's done that. Did you want to talk about that one that you just got not long ago, reaching out and the guy was on our show? I'm not saying the name. Because... Oh, yeah. Um, well, I run, a, <laughs> I run a domain brokerage firm. So I get eight to 10 calls a day at dbr.com.au for people, for companies who don't know how this all works and, and, and they're saying, can I please buy a better domain name? Um, in terms of my own, one of my own businesses, I wanted to own phone number.com.au because I already owned phone numbers.com.au. So I, I 
I got the email address off the who is. I rang up Mark Phillips and I said, mate, can I offer you money? I, I said how much I paid, didn't I, Ed? I can't remember. Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> so I don't want to say. I paid him thousands of dollars. I offered him thousands of dollars for phonenumber.com.au and he told me the whole backstory um, where our big phone company used to pay 10 grand a month for decades to rent the name of him. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, that, that's how we do it. We, we reach out and email and then come to a price agreement. We don't even use escrow.com hardly. I mean, it's very rare that we have to do that. It's, um, especially as a domain broker, I just, I kind of act as the escrow. So um, someone makes the payment for the domain name, the domain name changes hands and then everyone gets paid and everyone gets the domain name. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, very yeah. interesting. So how do you decide how you're going to value a domain? Um, yeah, how do you decide so. <laughs> when someone comes yeah, yeah. and asks, hey, I want to buy pump.com.au? Yeah. How, how do you decide we, we, that? We kind of go from the drop price. We, we call the drop prices in our circle of domain investors wholesale. Because if we're buying off the drop, we're kind of saying, and then we, we call the retail price, the end user price. So for example, we, we have, for a three-letter.com.au, in terms of wholesale, we buy them for, from, from $300 to $1,000 is what they normally go for on the drops for a three-letter.com.au, unless it's amazing like, um, you know, a word, a three-letter word. But, like pay.com.au, which... Yeah, like pay. For example, pay.com.au, that did sell for $168,000 less than a year ago. Um, but everything else, every other three letter, like acronym or whatever, they, they, they normally get bought off the drops for between 300 and 1,000. They normally sell for between 5,000 and 8,000 to the end user. Yep. So, I mean, we've got many examples of that. It's like I bought pump.com.au. You would expect that to sell to wholesale on the, on the drops to be bought for between five and 10K. But as we saw with link.com.au, we expect them to be sold for, you know, sixty dollars to $80,000 to end users. So I guess we all talk amongst ourselves, there's about 50 of us that, that have kind of created the Australian market for these things. Yeah. Accidentally. Yeah. And look, it always comes down to the price that you're going to get is the price that the buyer and the seller agree on. And it's no different to the dot-com market. I mean, it's, I look at uh, some of the ones, the one that sold recently, that $300,000 uh, name, uh, Cognitive Awareness? No, Cognitive. Oh, yeah, no, no. Oh, cogn cognitive um, Automation. Cognitive Automation. He seems yeah. super interesting. I really want to meet him. Uh, I, what is his name? Is it Pierre or is, I'm uh, oh, sorry if I got your name Last wrong. name um, starts with the letter C. Maybe initial. But it was cognitiveautomation.com. We'll now he hand registered that domain name in 2016 and he just sold it. He's, it's on a payment plan with the company that bought it. He sold it for 300K US mm -hmm. and they're doing three payments of 100K each. Yes. Now, if anyone had told us in this circle here that that name for a hand registration would have sold four years later for 300K, like, how do you value that? How do you say, well, that name is yeah, valued at that, that price? 
It's like he found the right buyer who saw the value in the name. It all comes down to the, the, the value is how much someone is uh, prepared to Willing pay for to it pay based for on it. What, yeah. they, what they see it in its entirety. And we've, I've interviewed Andrew Miller, who was on uh, last week on your show, and I interviewed him. 10 years ago and chat to him occasionally. And he came up with a great, I don't think we he didn't necessarily come up with the, this, but he said a domain name, you compare it into a vacant block of land in Times Square. Okay. You can either have a hot dog stand on that vacant block, or you can put a hundred story high rise building. So what has more value, the high rise building or the hot dog stand, same piece of land, but, what is it being used for? So I think someone who has the vision for a particular name like Pump, it could be a multi-million, multi-billion dollar business. Uh, so is that worth $300,000 to them or $3,000? True. So it's, I think- I, I agree and disagree. I mean, it, not good. all domains are Times Square quality, right? No, no, I mean, no, of course. Um, and frankly, um, so uh, Joseph Cyprian, uh, Joseph Siprit. Joseph, yes, he looks like an absolutely brilliant gentleman. Um, I would love to have him on the show. Um, and um, but cognitive automation is not a Times Square domain. You um, wouldn't even, you wouldn't even think probably so. cognitive.com probably isn't because it's True. just too weird. But that doesn't mean that you can't build something on the outskirts of Chicago that yeah, you can build a skyscraper. <laughs> Yeah, it can still be phenomenally um, lucrative. And what he did was a tremendous amount of research. He, he combined with patience, with mm -hmm. having the ability to negotiate with the right buyer, to uh, the ability to communicate that value, but also to stand his ground and know that value to them. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's an yeah. amazing sale, to sell the dream and to be patient. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and, and, and if you don't have that combination, plus in a market that actually has that kind of money, where, yeah. where what you build would um, justify that investment and benefit to that degree, right? Um, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. That's the real difference and well, why he did it right. And that's a good example. And if we bring that back to .com.au Australian Domain Names, I guess what Ed, Ed's saying roundabout as well is it depends on who the end user is. Um, if we can see that they're going to make $10 million out of it, then we're going to want $100,000 instead of $50,000 for the domain name. Uh, but it's not who the end user is. It's what the end user market is. True. Right? True. Because it doesn't matter yeah, definitely. if Amazon buys it or somebody who wants to get in and compete with Amazon is how much money can they make in that space? That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you're never going to be able to get $100,000 for, for a lawn mowing name. You know, I get it's relative, right? It depends on the Of course it market. is. Of course it is. Everything's, everything's relative. So, yeah. and that's why doing your research and understanding the market is, is, is a critical part of pricing the name. So, um, so in summary, the way you value, um, the way you come up with a negotiation price for a .com AU is you read um, domainer.com.au, you look over any recent public sales you can find, you yeah. talk to other investors in your space, and you look at that market and understand how they would utilize that. Um, does that yes. sound about right? 
Yeah. 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 yeah, it does. Yeah. Talk yeah. to Rob. Talk to Ed. Obviously, the same as in, in the real estate market, you've got to do comparable sales. So that's why the comparable sales on Domainer help other domain investors sell their domain names because they can say, well, this name sold for this much and this market is similar. So, yeah, I, I guess yeah. that's how we do it here. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, you guys are cool. All right, let's talk about uh, NamesCon. Um, Ed, so... Ed, everyone who saw me at NamesCon saw me all like straight from the gym in a baseball cap and it was your fault. Uh, <laughs> so, Why? Why was it my Wednesday fault? On Wednesday and Thursday, I really didn't participate a whole lot in the socials or the networking lounge or anything like that because I was very busy working um, with the NamesCon production team prepping for the auction. Um, the since auction, I kind of yeah. managed the show during the auction, it was just really different and um, it was a new thing for the production team, so it was pretty time consuming. Um, so on Friday, um, I had the time for that, but I went to the gym and super social distancely. <laughs> and um, the minute I got back from the gym, you and I had been trying and trying to connect and you were so gracious. You're like, eh, it's 1 a.m. Uh, you know, uh, what, I think you were, you, I don't know what you said, but you made me feel very I, I, cool. You said you hadn't shaved for days. Yeah, and- well, you were saying you've just come back from the gym. And, um, and I was saying, well, look, I'm in my tracky dacks for, for tracksuit pants for those in America. I don't know if you call it tracky dacks. That's um, an Australian So That's an Australian saying. Uh, so I was in my, my, my tracky dacks, hadn't shaved for three days because I've been bloody watching NamesCon like a zombie. Oh, up yep. at, you know, weird hours of the morning. Um, but we wanted to have a bit of a chat. I also had to go down to the uh, lobby of our apartment because at one o'clock in the morning, me talking in our apartment, it was just going to be too loud. So I'm down in this weird little section where all the telecom power cable network is behind me on the wall. In this, it was just weird. I've no. almost felt like a, I almost felt like a bit of an old pervert or something. It's like I'm down there talking on my phone. <laughs> it was, it was, but it was nice chatting. And we had you know. such a nice conversation, and it was our first face-to-face conversation. I really appreciated it. But <laughs> then, <poor> <laughs> once we had the conversation, then like everybody's hitting me up during it, and and then I, you know, I'm finally connecting with people I hadn't been able to connect with. So I went the whole day. I went until like eight o'clock at night. I'm oh, like, I'm okay, I see what you're saying. Then. Gym equipment, that's great. And I'm just yeah, yeah, like. I don't, I don't know what, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, That's great. It wasn't pretty. Keeping it real. Tess is keeping it real. But the reason that happened was, of course, is you appear, and Rob wasn't on it, so you didn't see, but they had all the virtual uh, networking rooms laid out with tables. So you see someone's head appear in a particular room. It could have been the one-on-one room. We were in one of the one-on-one rooms or the, 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 the secret room. I think we were in the secret room, which it makes it even weirder. One-on-one room. I got there first, and before Ed That's there, right. somebody else got on and was like, hey, Tess. Yeah. Um, and as soon That's as it got off, it was boom, boom, boom. And I loved oh, sorry. it. I thought the social aspect no, – don't be sorry. I thought the social aspect was amazing. It, was, it really exceeded all of my expectations. Um, it but, was brilliant. Yeah, um, it was brilliant. What did you like? What did you get out of it? And how was the um, the um, was it the South? I feel like it wasn't just the Asia track. It was the something. Oh yeah, track. no, there the, the, I think there was the, the Europe, Europe track, and there was the um, South Asia track. I can't remember what it was called now. Yeah, I think it was uh, South Asia. That was, which was mainly India. It was mainly people from India, which was the fascinating thing. I think that half the people who were on 
the call were from India uh, or on the conference were from, from India. There was a lot of people from India, which is great because I own a lot of .in domains as well. So I found out some cool things by chatting with some of the top guys in the Indian space. Right. Because I own names like solarpanel.com, sorry, .in, solarpanels.in, waterpurifiers.in. I own a lot of good premium um, Indian oh, names yes. that I've had, but, but yeah, for 10 or 12 no years now. Kidding. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that's a side story, but I think how the whole thing was set up and I really, really hope if, um, if you're listening and particularly uh, fascinating watching people like Drew and the head of NamesCon, what's his name? I've forgotten. Zoran. Zoran, both sitting there smoking joints, doing this recorded interview. I was, I was cacking myself, cacking. I don't know whether it's an American translation to laughing. That's another Australian. Was, I'm loving it. I'm yeah, loving it. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was laughing my head off at these two, and they were talking about cannabis domains and stuff like that. Super informative. And, this, and you know what? Let's get real. This is what happens at all the shows. Yes. You aren't all sitting in the room when it happens, and it's cool that you can. Correct. Um, Correct. Yeah. So, so, so I think it was as as close as you could get to actually being there without all the, you know, the, the, the partying and the drinking, which is uh, also one of the downsides of the next morning when you go to these things, just trying to get up. But um, I think the good thing is like, we didn't have to attend the sessions because if you didn't get to a session, most of them were being recorded. So I went and watched some of them I'm later. Still it, was too early. Yep. it was too early in the morning for me to catch them, but I watched some of the ones who wanted to live. We've got eight people locked in to come on uh, the Domainer show um, that I chatted to and said, look, come on the show. We, blah, blah. So in terms of networking, it was fantastic. Um, I think it was just great. I think if there's a, in, once COVID's passed and, you know, hopefully that soon, if they have the physical one and they have the virtual one, best of both worlds, because it's going, you know, harder for us in Perth to get to US on a regular basis. That's my, my opinion anyway. So, um, but I think it was fantastic. Great job done by everybody. You know, it ran very, very smoothly for the first time that was done. Uh, hardly any hiccups that I experienced. And um, the support was great because sometimes I couldn't work out a couple of things and went into chat and superb, really good. Great. Very, very nice to hear from a different perspective. Um, and I, I agree with you on all points. Um, so it's nice to know, no matter where you were in the world, um, that's pretty positive. Um, Top so job. I have a hard stop in 15 minutes. What I want to mm -hmm. know about are your own portfolios, uh, your favorite names, uh, maybe lessons learned, and also what you've bought or sold recently. Um, let's start out. Favorite names. Go. Uh, my favorite name is just, it's audiobooks.com.au. Um, I love the audiobook space. We've partnered with audiobooks.com, which is the second largest audiobook seller in the world outside of Audible. Um, so love audiobooks. I got that in the drops 10 years ago for about 4,000, 3,500 uh, Australian. So um, that's, a, that's a one that I love, but I've got lots of names sort of similar to that. Uh, one I just picked up the other day, again, this was Handridge. Um, uh, Rob calls me the hand reg king, which is probably, <laughs> which is, <laughs> which is probably, uh, I picked you, up. You let them fall through the net and you grab them for 10 bucks and you sell them for thousands. It's gold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
It is. It is. I picked up voicesearch.com.au two weeks back. Hand reg, 10 bucks, massive growth area. Um, and a, a whole associate, I've got voice search SEO, voice uh, search optimization, all, all sorts of names tied in around that. So that's a, a growth market. Because I'm in the go what? for it, Tess. No, finish first. I was saying, because I'm in the, in the space that uh, all these things sort of come to me because I'm in the digital marketing space, a lot of names I have are sort of around that, around podcasting, like I own podcastadvertising.com.au, uh, podcaster.com.au, things like that. So anything that I'm interested in that's related to the businesses that we do, I'm seeing the use case and the value of these maybe more than some other people do initially. Mm. Um, so I'm, you know, probably getting a little bit ahead of the curve because voice search is, is not new, new, but it's like, it's heading to, to be a massive part of how people are finding, uh, like you can see behind me that little, get my finger this way, that little dot right above my finger there. That's a Google home. We use that all the time. We're just sitting here as a family and say, what time is something or find something or, uh, so we're using that all the time. So voice search is huge. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Are, anyway, that's just a few. So I get that um, you have an advantage because of your expertise. I think that's excellent. I think a lot of investors um, like to purchase within a space that they really know and understand. Not only the Australian space, but also say the voice search space or um, yep. whatnot. But um, our portfolio sales, pretty much, that like basically the general market is most portfolio sales don't really go over well. Usually yeah. you're buying one domain, not even, not even a package of related domains. It's just one domain. Is that the same usually in Australia? Yep. Okay. All right. Just checking. Cause well, I that's my, my, uh, Robert, you, have you had different experiences with portfolios? I haven't myself. I haven't heard of many portfolio sales. I mean, they're every now and then, but it's mostly just one good Okay. I mean, sometimes if I'll sell a one word um, and then I've got four or five others that are, you know, yeah. closely associated with it, um, you th we, we say we throw them in for free. <laughs> if you buy this name for $10 million, you get these five for free. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you sell them just like everybody else. Okay. Back yeah, yeah. to favorites. Um, you want to talk okay. a little more about favorite either domains or that I like not just favorite domains, but your own favorite um, niches within the space for whatever. Yeah, I've got Are you finished there? You got more? Oh, I could go all, all day. Um, <laughs> I own, I'll finish up on one more sector that I have a lot of uh, VPN names. Oh yeah, um, you do. I've probably got about 80% of the Australian market for any related high search keyword yeah. term. Related Ed, don't to you own freevpn.com.au? Yeah, that's yeah. That's FreeVPN.com. That's that's a great one. That brings and I'm I've partnered with a lot of the VPN companies uh, affiliates. I think this is a big opportunity that a lot of domainers who are just parking their names they don't associate their names or partner with uh, affiliate companies. There's so much more money, uh, and then all they have to do is turn off their who is privacy. So if someone really wants to get the name, they can just look you up on who is and and, and contact you. But there's a lot of people who are making cents on the dollar instead of multiple dollars of, of uh, parked income, not doing just straight affiliate arbitrage. And um, what amount of time does it take for you to 
Like I'm looking now at uh, freevpn.com.au forward somewhere else. Um, what amount of time does it take for you to set up uh, the affiliate relationship and the website? Well, if I've already got the account, like a lot of my VPNs will go to say like NordVPN, they'll go through, through to a company like that. Um, if I've already got the account, two minutes. Register, I can register the domain, change the DNS to my uh, affiliate link, done and dusted, that's it. Cash register rings on a daily basis. And I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. So you can, you can have that. If you've got traffic domains, and if you're just looking for the, the, the PPC money, that's, you, you, you waste, you're just losing out. You're leaving so much on the table, as people like to say. Is this um, the place for me to say good on ya? It's great. Good on you, mate. You can say good on you, mate. Good on you, mate. Good, good on you, mate. Um, but that's, you know, everyone does things differently. But I just think for those who haven't thought of that yet, and it's some, it's, some things seem obvious to me that maybe aren't obvious to others and vice versa for stuff that people could tell me. Um, I think affiliate stuff is, a, is, and I'm not talking about building affiliate websites. I'm just talking about direct linking a great domain that has traffic to an affiliate program um there's Who no hassles two minutes nobody can argue with two minutes you know you can't um no. yeah. yeah so anyway uh, that's it off over to you rob i've just got to switch my headphones over here because my ear pods okay. are dying you go um yeah i've been buying investing in a lot of premium one words um so i own gray.com.au g-r-e-y um and i've turned that into like an umbrella company that owns a bunch of businesses under it um so you'll see that company owns eScooter.com.au. So we sell e-scooters from that. Um, it owns um, CoinCap, which is a crypto news site, CoinCap.com.au. Um, some of my other good domains I own, uh, Renewable.com.au. I'm going to build an energy site there. Um, I own Maybe.com.au. I want to start an insurance company called Whoops. .com.au for whoops I had an accident so I own whoops.com.au um, I own uh, admin.com.au um, eagle.com.au protected.com.au um, drone.com.au uh, crave.com.au statistics.com.au yeah bourbon.com.au because I love drinking bourbon um, <laughs> yeah, as, as the yeah, sound says beyond there. Some of mine. It's really, it's really quite endless. And the, I think the opportunity is endless too. Well, we're launching next week. Um, this, is, this is a shameless plug. We're launching videoads.com.au next week. So we're targeting the whole video production and running uh, ads on YouTube, which is obviously in my marketplace. But I've owned that domain, videoads.com.au, for eight years. And, and I was waiting for the... Are they, sorry, are they sold? Video ads are sold differently in Australia, you think, than elsewhere or no? Not, no, same, same deal. It's basically someone wants an ad created for their business to promote what they do. So we, we will create the ad production and uh, then we will actually manage the advertising campaigns running those ads on YouTube. Okay. Um, we'll do Facebook and other places, but, but cool. YouTube is the primary place. Okay. Um, but say that name I registered eight years ago, waiting for this opportunity for the stars to align and the right people to come in. And that's the thing. There's a lot of patience involved with domain names. It's not necessarily yeah. just an overnight 
success. You know, you've, you've got to have the long-term vision. And like I'm love Rick Schwartz. I've been following him since as long as I can remember. And he's been on the show a few times. Um, patience. You've got to have a long-term vision of what you want the domain to be. And, and Rob and I, we're talking, I can speak for Rob saying, when we register a name, we always see a business opportunity behind what, what could that name be used yeah. for as a business. I probably have 2% of my portfolio that are just, what would you call them? Uh, vanity names or, you know, but yeah, pretty much all the, yeah, but pretty much all the names are, are, if there's no business behind it that I can see, then I'm not interested in getting the name. Which I think anyway. is a, a little bit of a curse for, for most domain investors. Um, <laughs> I, I think that my, my, yeah. my silly small brain thinks that I'm going to develop 1,700 businesses because that's how many domain names I have. He probably <laughs> will, knowing Rob. He's, he's that sort of guy. Like he's a high-intensity, high high-action guy. So um, <laughs> I wanted a screenshot um, to tweet, and, and that was the moment right there. <laughs> was it? Good. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, you guys are hilarious. I think you're really, really interesting. I like how you see your space. I like how you have your own space um, and the community that you create. Um, just, I'm so glad that we finally connected and um, I hope you guys come on a lot. Um, it was funny that, you know, because I can do a Domain Sherpa review that say just the West Coast. And I've got eight people in West Coast time zones that all want turns being on the show and I want them on, right? Mm -hmm. But the, the interesting difficulty with doing an Australian review is that you guys can't guess each other's prices because you all already know. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that community. that's true. And now I see it's because it's part of your valuation process. Um, so... Um, so we'll figure it out. Maybe uh, if, it, uh, if India is on the right time, maybe we'll find somebody in India, one of you guys, maybe, you know, um, yeah. somebody in, um, around China, like maybe Hong Kong, um, see uh, who, yeah. who we can bring in. That would be really fun, be um, fun. to do. Absolutely. Minus, um, the early morning and late night for me. I <laughs> am. <laughs> I mean, Domain Sherpa has been important to all of us, even here in Australia, because we've compared the American market and kind of created the Australian market off that. Um, so I think it's great, Tess, what you've done with taking over the Absolutely. Domain Sherpa. I was on Domain Sherpa about, I don't know, six, Two, seven three years, years ago, ago with Michael Seiger. And, <laughs> it wasn't um, that long ago, mate. <laughs> wasn't it? It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> No, I'm with Rob on this. I'm, I remember when you were on <laughs> because it wasn't that, that long ago, six or seven years ago. Seriously? No, I think we, it might have been, mate. Media Options Maybe. bought the show three years ago um, in no, this November. And I'm looking. Whatever Mike taught me, somehow every single time I was getting stuck with a link to your show. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> So um, I was just, I was just getting started ago, then. I guess. You, so, you were on June 5th, 2017. Boom. Uh, in seeing my life moves so fast, that's seven yeah. years. That's like, seven years in, in Rob's dog life. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't hilarious. be a stranger. You will be on much sooner than that uh, next time. I'm sorry <laughs> I have to go because I would love to talk to you forever. No, no, that's good. Um, All good. 
Thanks for calling. We'll see y'all. All right. Thanks, Tess. Bye for now. See ya.